Downward roll. Well, it's that time you push it's the button. Time. So welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm Dave Tenney, and this is... I'm John Swaino. Hey, we switched it up. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I so, guess... Yeah. You, you tell me where we left off. We left off in verse 24. It's been so long. Chapter 10, yeah. So it's been a I whole I think, week, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I... Yeah, it is. The X, X 10, 24 is where we left off. All right. Yeah. So, Whose turn is it? Um, I guess it'll be me. It says, And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I come without objection as soon as I was sent, I was sent for. I asked then, for what reason have you sent me? So Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. All right. <clears throat> what a statement there at the end. He, this man understood oh, yeah. where, from where the, the truth was coming. It wasn't coming from this man. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's back all the way up to the beginning. Okay. Um, the first thing I notice, and I underline this, that Cornelius called together his relatives and close friends. That's what I was underlining as you were reading. <laughs> I, I got my red pen out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that speaks to the importance of these things. He understood that these things need to be known. And as he was one who we talked about in the last episode that, was one that was a teacher. He was known that uh, his family was <clears throat> was uh, with him in, in the things that he was doing, and so he sought to continue that. And yeah. you know, my family needs to know this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had concern for other people's souls. Yeah, now, the Christians, we can't be an island unto ourselves. You know, uh, unfortunately, I think some some will you know consider their own soul, and then. They don't work really hard to help yeah. their family come to that understanding. The next thing I noticed, and I wrote a note here because I thought this was really interesting. It says, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up and saying, stand up. I myself <laughs> am also a man. There's another time that this happens, but John, John the Apostle does it. It's in Revelation chapter 22. I never noticed. I, I've, I've read this many times. I've never noticed this. Revelation 22, verse 8. 
Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brother and the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, that's a connection. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I, I just ran across that today when I was studying yeah. this, and I was like, Man, that is interesting because John basically did the same thing that uh, um, that uh, Cornelius did. Yeah, and it, it, see that you do not do that. You know that that's yeah. There, there's some importance in that statement, and uh, you know when you think of the religious world today, uh, how many how many people kneel down to a person? Oh, I know, you, you I know, know. and. and uh, and here, or, here we have it. See that you do not do that. That sounds kind of important. Or give reverence to, to people that are not God. Right. So, John, you got to write your note there. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's, um, it's, it's Acts 9, 20, 10, 26. Yeah, 10, 26. Using my red pen you gave me. Yeah, there you go. All um, right. Yeah, there are, I mean... There are religions who pray to saints, mm -hmm. who pray to Mary, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. But that is not to be done. Right. God is the only one that we should ever pray to. Yeah. And what was that uh, to go back there? I shouldn't have closed, my, closed the page. But what does it say there? Uh, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brother and the prophets, and, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. Worship God. Yeah. So if you're, if you're going to find yourself, if, you, if you're under the illusion that you're keeping the words of this book, and you're not worshiping God, but you're worshiping some man or some figure or, yeah. or some other idea other than that which was yeah. once for all delivered to the saints. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop that. Yep. See that you don't do that. See that you don't do that. Absolutely. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, so he he talked with them, and then then Peter explains this thing that obviously these people knew that he says it's unlawful for a Jewish man to keep company or to go to one of another nation. Yeah. And and that's when Peter had his vision about things being clean and unclean, that's the other part of this. Yeah. You think there might be some uh, some light bulbs going off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Peter, is it, it, back back at verse 17, Peter wondered with himself what these things meant. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like he's, like, figuring it out now. Yeah. And the Lord knew ahead of time that these are the things that, that this person needs to learn. And yeah. instead of, you know, instead of just coming out and directly saying it, he yes. again does. I I think that there's room to see this, that uh, you know he he sent that vision, uh, so that this person could come to that conclusion on their yeah. own instead of just having it directly, yeah, stated to them. I, I think there's a I think there's a value in that. I think I am fairly convinced that that's why we have again the written word to. Oh, to study. absolutely. You know, um, you know, I I don't mention very much that I play an instrument, mm -hmm. but one of the interesting things about music is when you look at music notation on a written page, um, it just tells you the notes. It doesn't tell you 
like if you're playing on a uh, a guitar or a bass, it doesn't tell you where where you should play those notes. You have to think about that and figure that out. Hmm. And there's kind of a <laughs> it's, there's some there's some parallels there. Yeah, you know, God's word is given to us, but you know, He doesn't tell us every action. Right. And there's there's some of it is left for us to like ponder upon. Yeah. And figure out how to apply them to the situation we're in. Right. Yeah, and it's uh there's a lot of a lot of common sense, you know, if you're going to believe this, then yeah. you're going to you're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like we were talking about off camera about the I think we even met, might have mentioned it in the last episode about the 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 Suleiman over in <clears throat> in uh, in Israel that that walled up the gate to keep Jesus out if he ever comes back and yeah. then it, and then the person that I was hearing tell about that then continued to talk about premillennialism which you know doesn't make any sense right yeah you know, and uh, you know we, we have to we have to be sure that we don't <clears throat> fall into that into that same trap. The other thing that, you know, we got to mention here is that Peter wasn't there by himself. Uh, If we back up to verse 23 at the end of it, uh, it says, The next day Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. So Hmm. Peter's here at Cornelius' house, not by himself, but with some witnesses, some other Jews that were accompanying him. And I think that's all of the things that follow here um, that's a good thing. There's many witnesses. Yes. To, to, to these things that are going to happen. So Peter asks him, um, why did you send me? Which is a fair question. Mm-hmm. So Cornelius talks about this vision that he had and the man stood before him and he said, you know, go send for Peter and here's where he's at. And uh, and when he comes, he's going to immediately... He's gonna, so. When he comes, he's going to speak to you. And he says, so I sent to you immediately. And you have done well to come. I, it, which <clears throat> cracks me up because it's almost like, um, uh, it's like something your boss would say to you, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and here's a guy who's used to commanding a lot of men. Right. <laughs> so he's <laughs> like, oh, and you did a good job by coming here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> you know, I, I think there... To is that he asks that question? You know, why did why did you send for me? And uh, you know, if you look back to verse twenty two, you know the uh, those that Cornelius sent kind of explained that to him before they left. Yeah, but you know, I think that there's there's a, some value in him asking that question of of Cornelius. Yeah, in, in that he's getting it right from the horse's mouth, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, that, that you know, yeah, these guys say that. But but I need to hear it from him, and I need to know where he's at in his own mind. And, yeah. and that's a, I think there's something in that for us as we as we talk to others, uh, we need to know where they're at. Yeah, you know, and and if they, how much do they understand, and 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 uh, you know, why are they seeking, why are they seeking this right. information? <clears throat> yeah, you know, oftentimes I think in in our society today, people are religious. Simply because grandma wants them to, or, yeah. or, or a, f- a family member, and it needs to be our own. E- each person has to work out their own salvation yeah. with fear and trembling. Yeah, I think sometimes, and I see this all the time. You know, some people you can tell they're just coming because of 
mm-hmm. their mom or their dad. And sometimes right. it's people that are older. Yeah. That are that are doing this. Yeah. And well, I and I've seen that like there was a there was a person who I worshipped with for years and he was in his like nineties. Mm-hmm. And uh, his daughter came pretty regularly, mm-hmm. but as soon as and his daughter was in her sixties, but as soon as dad was gone, never yeah. saw her again. Yeah, yeah, and and it's there's even those that even after that loved one passes away, they may still come out of habit. Yeah, you know, but but they're not really there. Yep, they're not there to do anything but check the box. Yeah, and and that's that's something that we. This centurion, uh, he was certainly not there to just check the box. No, if he was there to just check the box, you know, he could have, he would have just said to his his servants, "Well, you just find out what he has to say, and you come tell me." Yeah, exactly. You know, or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, but he doesn't. He says, "Now, therefore, he says, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God." Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty awesome statement. Yeah. Uh, I like this uh, Cornelius guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> seems like yeah, he seems, you know, level-headed. And genuine. Yeah. And, and uh, able to, able to, he, first of all, he's willing to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you run across people in high positions of authority, and they don't want to listen to anything. Well, you know, <clears throat> right at the beginning it said... Uh, that Cornelius was one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people, and prayed to God always. Yeah, this is a good guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's you know, and and all of this bears that out. Right, John, you want to start there at thirty-four and yeah. read over to forty-three. Stop sure. at forty-three. All right, so at verse 34, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him, and we are all witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that, through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. All right. There's a lot of interesting things in there. Yeah. So uh, Peter kind of, the first thing, I guess you would, I, I think this is the first major thing Peter points out. He says, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, does the world need to consider that? <laughs> um for one thing, I think 
in the immediate context, um, you can apply that to the difference between the Gentiles and the Jews, right? Right. That's probably probably the major um, thing that I guess would fit in this context. But um, you can apply that to races of people. Yeah. You can apply that to the preacher, mm-hmm. the elders, the pastor, the mm-hmm. reverend, yeah. you know, whatever people got. God doesn't care about any of that stuff. Right. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't value one person above another. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a huge misconception in the religious world today. Uh, you know, hopefully in the, in the Lord's Church we get that. Yeah, but um, but we we know that the you know we get phone calls at the <clears throat> at the church building and the first person that they ask for is the preacher. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, they, they don't. Or the the reverend. Yeah. Do they ask yeah. for the reverend? Yep. And that's a or that's the pastor. A, that's well, a, you are you're an elder, so technically you could be called a pastor. Right. Um, but uh, you know. It, they don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, certainly it's just a, it's just a misconception uh, there, and the and again that desire to to look up to certain people. Yeah, absolutely. It's um... oh, go ahead. Yeah. I had to make a note because I had while you were reading, I thought of something, but we're not there yet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I know. I saw you scribbling. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough when you're reading. Yeah. And you and you can't stop because uh, you know right. you're reading. Hey. <laughs> so, so it says, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, um, God doesn't look at people as any different from one from the other. He doesn't respect one more. And it, and the one thing is, oh, we shouldn't either. Yeah, you know, right. We should we should treat others the same way. Um, but I, I can tell you that, you know, I'm guilty of doing that. And I think most people are, if they, if they were honest with themselves, right. Um, they, they would say the same thing. You know, one of the things that strikes me is this is Peter speaking, you know, and we heard him speak back in Acts two and he's kind of given them the same, the same list of things. Yes. He's going down through the, this is giving them the history lesson, I suppose. Yeah. You know, yeah. Starting at verse 34, he opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. And then he goes on and talks about Christ and talks yeah. about what happened to Christ. He, he preached Jesus and him crucified, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what he talked about. Um, so he talks about basically the whole story. Um, he says that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Boy, that's a that's a statement, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus did that. And um, this is the you know Peter never stops blaming the Jews mm-hmm. for these things that happen because he says in verse thirty nine he says in which we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed mm-hmm. by hanging on a tree. Yeah. And I just, I wrote a note down. I just wrote down Deuteronomy 21, 22, which says, Cursed is a man who is hanged on a tree. Mm-hmm. And that that thought is is throughout a couple of times throughout here in Acts. We've, we've run across that 
before. How, how does one become oppressed by the devil? <laughs> by giving in to sinful things, right? Yeah. You know, it's not that cartoon you know, we see in the cartoons where there's the devil on this shoulder and the, yeah. and the angel on this shoulder. Um, you know, it's, it's sin. And and it's and the sin is the is the oppression. It's not and it's not something that cannot be overcome. You know, we have Christ, and we can overcome those things. So we talk. That's a buzzword in society today. Oppressed. Yeah, I'm oppressed. You're oppressed. You know, and uh, but there's a di- there's something different here. Even though we're oppressed by. Uh, the devil and by sin, if we allow ourselves to get involved in those things, there's a way out. And and really, I guess if we think about all of the ways that people can be oppressed, uh, there's a way out of that. You know, uh, I know John. John stopped over at my house yesterday, and I've been selling a bunch of stuff on eBay, and it's a bunch of stuff that belonged to my dad. And my dad made knives, so he had all these materials, and I mean just loads of them. And, you know, I kept them upstairs in my attic, and I don't really want them. And, uh, and it's almost, it's like, a, it's like owning that stuff is a burden, mm-hmm. you know. So I decided, well, I'm just going to get rid of all of this stuff and uh, uh, take that money and, uh, and buy, like, one thing with it that I'll use to, like, you know, I'm yeah. going to remember my dad by this one thing, you know. Right. You know that represents all of that stuff, but it's, you know, it takes up real. It takes it takes up space in your mind having to think about all certain yeah. things and and sin kind of in the same way. You know it um, it lives it lives up there and and we know we're involved in it and you know and we can't get away from it or it seems like we can't. Yeah, I mean it does it does kind of anything you let you know. Yeah, you have influence to influence you. You have to get it out. Yeah, you have to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only way you can uh, kind of get through those things. Um moving on. So he tells the story about Jesus being raised up and uh and then he talks about that, you know, that they all were witnesses to him uh rising from the dead. And that he, they were commanded to preach and to testify to all people. And, and therein, going back to what you mentioned a little earlier, having the, those brethren that went with him, having, you know, having more than just one person there, you know, this is where that comes in handy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And he says, To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Mm-hmm. The plan of salvation, right there. Is that it? Yeah, you got to keep reading. Right, you do yes. have to keep reading. <laughs> but a lot of people will not um, will not read any further than that. But yeah, um, I wrote a note there that faith leads to obedience mm-hmm. because it says whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Right. So there's. I'm going to look at Galatians chapter 5 in verse 6 where it says in it says for in Christ Jesus neither neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. So that would be yeah. one verse that you know in 
we're, we're going to get to this, you know, in verse 47, when we read on a little bit, we'll, we'll kind of get to the same point. But, uh, you know, in verse 43, to him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. But then go back to Acts chapter 8, and uh, in verse 37, you know, let's go to verse 36. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, <clears throat> and he baptized him. So that belief led to baptism. Yeah. And uh, so if you, you know, whoever believes in him... If you really believe in him, you'll receive that remission of sins because you're going to take those next steps. I mean, it's interesting that, that Peter, Peter here, he says, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. But Acts 2.38, Peter uses that same language and he says, he says, be baptized for the remission of your sins. Yeah, that was Philip, but... Yeah, you were using Philip. But yeah, in, yeah. In Acts chapter 2. Oh, to 2. Yeah, yeah. in Acts okay. chapter 2... Yeah. In verse uh, 38. Yeah, you're right. Um, you, can't, you can't throw too many verses at my head. I get confused. <laughs> <laughs> he says, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Yeah. I mean, he uses that same, he uses that exact same language. Yeah. In Acts 2 verse 37, they were cut to the heart. That's belief. Yes. They, they understood that. Yeah. And that, yeah. 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 So... Um, you know, that's not, none of those things, and you know, none of those things stand on their own. Right. Right. You know, baptism avails nothing without faith. I mean, you have, right. if, if you just get baptized to get wet, it, it was worthless. Absolutely. You know, it has to include, faith is, is, it has to include that. Yeah. And then there are those that, you know, I, I know people who uh, were baptized as infants, yeah, um, and, and maybe even if they were younger and and they were immersed, but it was for uh, it was for joining a, a local group or whatever. Uh, yes, other than for remission of sins, there's a there's a uh, there's a very clear path that each of these people that we see in these examples is a clear path that they take. Yeah, and if as they go through believing. In Christ, it always ends in that in that baptism. Yeah, and uh, you just can't get over that unless you just pick and choose scriptures that fit what you want to believe. Yeah, James two twenty four says that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Mm -hmm. We know that that there there has to be more than than just faith. There's got to yeah. be some doing involved. So that that's kind of woven throughout the scriptures and uh, i think a lot of people the, you know we we can't we shouldn't we shouldn't make our beliefs stand on one verse absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely i mean the, the the idea of you know what you just uh read in in james you know you can't stand on works no alone. you can't yeah and it's not talking about works of merit right he's talking about works of faith in james absolutely you know so you know, it, it's um, it's really not that complicated, but mm -hmm. you know, faith is absolutely necessary. 
Um, repentance is absolutely necessary. Um, you know, belief, faith, repentance, confessing that you believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, I like to I like to use you know this example that uh, uh, the the confession is is if you if you believe something you'd be willing to tell somebody else about it, right? Right. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that's what. That's what the confession is, and we see that here in in uh, Cornelius. You know, yeah, he 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 believed. He believes. Yeah, yeah, and yet he still needed to to hear these things, and Absolutely. he wanted everyone else to hear it. Yeah, and as we will learn here shortly, even though he believed, he still needed to be baptized. Yeah, absolutely. Let's stop there, John. Okay. Well, thanks for joining in. We'll see you next time.